0: Okay, so let's go ahead then. Uh, So one of the things that uh, I'm curious about is uh, uh, what your family story is. Uh, I started this out with my brother and sisters talking about places we've lived. Uh, How did you come about? Uh, Where did y'all move about the country? My father, Howard, who was your mother's brother, right, um, got out of the Army, and
1: uh, I don't know exactly what year, but it was either 46 or 47, uh, he went to a newspaper in Hampton, Virginia, to get a job. Now, in Hampton, Virginia, there are um, many military bases. Yep. Langley Air Force Base, Fort Monroe, um, the Naval Base, can't think of the name of it. And, um, so he was working on the newspaper as a military reporter.
0: Now, had he been trained in the military in journalism?
1: I think he was trained in in the military. I think he did it in the military, yes. Um, But uh, he took journalism at the University of Alabama.
0: Oh, okay. So he has a degree,
1: I believe, either in English or in journalism. i have
0: to look that up. Cool. Um, So
1: um, at the the newspaper, there was a young secretary, and her name was Mary Ann, and she was probably only 17 years
0: old. Oh, my. Your mommy,
1: uh-huh. yeah, and uh, so uh, I guess they dated a bit, and she refused to marry him unless he went back and got his degree. So my mother was a bit um, stubborn, yeah, and <laughs> kind of kind of ahead of her time, but she uh, didn't want him to marry her without his degree and regret it later on in
0: life exactly wow
1: so uh she sent him back to alabama and uh he lived with uh harriet and uh i think aileen lived there some she kind of came and went uh because she was maybe working as a nurse yeah different places and uh margaret and milan were living there and so um he went to University of Alabama for two years. And during that time, uh, that was when he had a friendship with Nell Harper Lee. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I was an adult, probably 50-something years old, driving my mother to Virginia one year, when I was talking to her about her sending my father back to Alabama to finish his degree, and I said, Didn't you think that he would, you know, weren't you worried that he would find another woman or, uh, you know, move on? Right. And, um, and she said, Well, I just figured if he wanted to get married bad enough, then, then he would come back. Yeah. But did admit to me that they did break up because he was walking with seeing another woman who just happened to be Harper Lee. Wow. So, I never knew that until twenty. it was like 2010 when I found that
0: out. Well, (laughs) and in our line, our branch of the family, uh, we didn't really learn about it until uh, one of the Uh, one of Claire's, my mother's uh, grandchildren, asked her uh, did she know anything about uh, uh, Harper Lee because she was doing a book report on Harper Lee or something like that. She was from Monroeville, Alabama, and, you
1: know, they could have crossed paths or something, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Harper Lee used to come over to Hattie's house every Sunday for dinner, and... um, it's my recollection that they would play bridge Aileen actually would probably know, remember more than me but um what Aunt Hattie told my mother was that Harper Lee was very well to do and she sat at the table and listened to everyone talk and um
0: never helped with the dishes or anything (laughs) 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 she just came over she was Howard's friend and came over for dinner yeah um
1: and I know Howard took her over to uh meet uh Janie and Bob uh Janie's parents and so um margaret and milan are old enough to remember her coming over i know margaret said that she remembered that she gave her a nickel really yeah but in the end apparently the story that my mother told me was that harper lee told my father that she didn't want the white picket fence she didn't want to get married and have kids she wanted to go to new york and write a novel yeah and um she actually dropped out of law school and left university of alabama and went to new york and visited her cousin and um ended up getting sponsored by somebody and being able to write her novel so my father (coughs) tail between his legs Went back to Hampton, Virginia to reclaim his job after he um, graduated. Right. And I guess he made it up to my mom, and they ended up getting married in 1950. So we lived in Hampton. My brother was born in 51. My brother James was born in
0: 1951. Oh, he, he and I are the same age then. Robert was born in
1: 1955, and I was born in 1957. We also had a brother whose name is Mark, and he was born in 1960, but he only lived two or three days. Oh, my. hmm So, in 1961-62, uh, my father was a military editor of the Daily Press in Hampton, Virginia, and he knew a lot of people that worked at NACA, which is the precursor for NASA.
0: Yeah, what? how do you spell that acronym? N-A-C-A. Okay.
1: And um, so he was selected to be a um, public affairs officer at the new NASA installation that they were building in Houston, Texas. So in July of 1962, he packed up his family in a red rambler and we drove across the country to the desolate area of
0: Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was at NASA really uh, in the early, early stages then.
1: Yes. Yeah, he saw it all unfold at Langley Field. Writing about it for the newspaper, and then um, he um, moved to Houston, and he became the public affairs officer, and he ran the the basically ran the newsroom. Um, his boss played well, several bosses, but one of them was Paul Haney, the voice of Apollo.
2: Right. Most of the time in the newspaper, it would say. NASA spokesperson says, blah, 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 and that would be Dad. (laughs) Um, A lot of newspaper men, a lot of men
1: that were on TV, um, a lot of uh, science writers knew my dad because they got information about the astronauts through Howard.
0: Now, one of the stories in my family is that that your father knew uh, uh, Robert Heinlein or or a science fiction writer like that.
1: Possibly.
0: So that's not you something could, that sticks out in your memory then.
1: No, but uh, you could probably ask James or Robert. Um, the problem is, is that when I moved here, I was five years old. Yeah. And. Uh, So, you know, I remember bits and parts, and I remember we had, we had news people, especially after we moved to Clear Lake in 1967, um, we had news people and, quote, famous TV people come to our house for spaghetti.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't for the life of me remember remember their names, but I'm sure my brothers would know. Yeah. Well, Do they know the story of Harper Lee? Uh, You know, my sister recommended I talk to you about it because she thought you knew more about it than than maybe your brothers did.
1: Um, I don't know that they know any more than I do. Yeah. Our father died when we were all teenagers. Yeah. So, uh, he died very young at the age of 49, and he never really revealed a lot. But, um... Uh, I did find a scrapbook that he kept when I was going through all my mom's things yeah um, a year ago when my, after my mom passed away yeah and um, I found a photo a headshot of Harper Lee that he had stuck in the back of his scrapbook. Oh wow. It was like the picture that came out after
0: the book came out. Uh-huh And
1: uh, so. You know, I'm sure that he had uh, an interest in where she went and what she did, but he never talked about her yeah. to, to us. And like I said, it wasn't until I was totally an adult when I realized the time frame, because I was thinking that he had met her and knew her before he went to Virginia and met my mom. Yeah. But actually, it was in between. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: Well, now, let me ask you this. Uh, Another one of the things that I'm pondering about or wondering about is, I think our parents, that that group of siblings, were fairly close. And I remember visiting uh, with Hattie and her children. I remember visiting with Aileen and her children. I feel robbed that I didn't uh, get to visit with uh, your parents and and you cousins. Uh, do you know if there's any reason for that, or is it was just we, we live far away? Yeah. yeah. We just...
1: lived in Texas, and we were pretty far away. Now, um, the other thing is, is that probably because you're older, you are you and James um, missed out on probably some of the. Um, uh, summers that um, happened in the early 60s to mid early to mid 60s. So, um, if it wasn't for Aunt Hattie, I would not know really anybody in the given family.
0: Oh, um, so uh, when my father was
1: um, at NASA, he had a heart attack a couple of times um, during um, living there, working there, and um, so. Harriet would come to Houston in her car and drive up and stay a day or so and then pack us in the car and we would drive back to Gulfport or Long Beach. Um, but my memory is more of Gulfport and, um, stay with her. And, um, so one summer, um, It was David and Paul and their foster brother, Russ, who came down and and was down there with us. Another summer, um, she took Robert and me to pick up Doria. I don't think Jack went, but I know Doria went. And um, we all drove in Hattie's car to um, Florida. And, And I was maybe... 12 years old, and that was the first time that I ever met Monica and Michael, and uh, I'm pretty sure, I might have met them once before when we were young. I know they came to our house, and I know Bud and his family came to our house um, before that, but you know, their their kids were all so little. Yeah. Uh, Doria, I think, is two years younger than me, maybe three. Um, so it was um, Harriet who basically introduced me to her siblings and her and, and, and her nieces and nephews that I didn't know. Now, um, I don't think I really got to know your STEM, Claire's family, until the family reunion started. I think that was in 1981.
0: Yeah, I was trying to remember. I don't remember. I need to look that up. But... Uh, that's been a a blessing to go to the family reunion and and meet all of my cousins.
1: Yes, definitely has. Um, uh, They talked about it, apparently. My mother said that the siblings talked about it for many years, and then there was always a rift between one or the other of them. Yeah. And, like, Aunt Hattie had a fight with Uncle Jimmy because of a car. (laughs) <laughs> and she had a fight with Uncle Bud because of something else, which I think Doria knows, but I don't remember. And, uh, you know, so there was always these different dynamics
0: going on. Yeah. Well, well, thank goodness they finally got over it and, and we... Yes,
1: yes. Unfortunately, it was, you know, too late for my dad to participate. But yeah. my mother and I would go often and really enjoyed um, being a part of
0: it. Oh, absolutely. And, uh,
1: um, I, I will say that... Um, i know that the i know that the family was close um i have had the opportunity to um inherit all of the paperwork from my mother's
2: house Uh
1: and um there um are these letters that all the family your mother harriet um not so much but aileen i um uh our grandmother and grandfather Um, they, and, and plus some of Aileen's, uh, nursing friends sent my dad letters during the war.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so I just wish that somebody would come across the letters that he sent them, but, um, I've never, I've never heard anybody say, oh, I found a letter, you
2: know? Yeah.
1: I guess probably my dad was a pack rat and, uh, nobody else's parent was. But I keep
0: thinking that, um, that Jack and Doria will find something um, at the house in Mobile. Maybe so. Would, would you uh, mind sharing that the letters that my mother uh, wrote your father? I
1: would not mind sharing. In fact, I pulled a couple of them. If
0: you want me to read one. Uh, that would be great. I'd also like for you to send me a photocopy or something. Oh, I wouldn't want to take a chance of them getting lost in the mail. Uh,
1: well, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I could I could scan them. I, I I I think they'll scan. I have to see because they're a lot of them are written on that really um, thin parchment paper.
0: Yeah. Wow. Have but you got um, one there in front of you you'd like to read? Uh, sure. Yeah,
1: I got I got several of them out because of the upcoming reunion. I thought that
0: I would read some of them. Oh if anybody was interested now are are you um uh a pretty technical person uh here here's what i'm thinking that would be a lovely thing uh to if you would uh read those uh and and just record them on your phone mm-hmm. and i'd be happy to host any and all of them but if you'd send me the recordings of of you reading the the ones from my mother, I'd really love those, and I'd be happy to post any of them that you wanted.
1: Okay, sure, yeah. Um, I can, uh, I can, I can do a recording of reading one. Sure.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Um, do you want to hear one
0: now? Sure, sure.
1: Okay, so um, your mother was
0: funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an understatement.
1: We all know, yeah, cranky
0: and funny. Yeah, yeah, that's her.
1: (laughs) And we all loved her. And um, even my kids can't think of the
0: phrase or Derek Jeter without thinking of Aunt Claire. (laughs) (laughs) So you may know, uh, or you may not know, actually, that my name is Aunt Claire. No, I didn't know your middle name.
1: mother is Mary Ann and even E, but I was not named after my mother. I was named after my father's
0: mother and his sister. Well, so, and... I guess you could say my father's mother and her aunt. Yeah. And, and were James and Robert named after uh, uncles? Right. Uncle Bob. Yeah. yeah. So, my parents had a deal, and James is named after both of his grandfathers were named James.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, um... He's James Howard and uh, Robert's Robert Bruce. I'm not sure where the Bruce part came from. But um, the, my parents had a deal that the first three kids would be named by Howard and the, sec- the second three kids would be named after by my mother. So I know my mother named Mark. His name is Mark Hudgens. Hudgens is uh, the, his her mother's maiden name. uh uh-huh and uh, but uh, unfortunately she didn't have any more kids after that yeah but anyway so um, this letter from your mother to my father uh, my father was in the army and um, he traveled a lot of places I have no idea actually where where he went well I do but I know he went to Europe I know he was um um uh, went to France um uh, either the first or second wave I think it was the second wave
2: uh huh
1: but um, anyway, so this letter from your mother is April fourth, and I think it's 1945 because there was another letter next to it, on March 19. Um, with all, it, it was with a bunch of letters that were from 1945, but she didn't. She didn't put the year.
0: Uh huh.
1: Hello, all. Howard, all, and I don't know why she said all. Huh. She intertwined it in the um, in the letter. I think it was like a a, a
0: a joke or something that the two of them shared. Right.
1: I have been reading James Thurber's Bateman Comes Home, which is like Tobacco Road and God's Little Acre, except his doesn't end on account of he ran out of all or something. He is so funny. I have often times said and will repeat, since Howard made his uncomfortable entry into my life, I have not had a cup of coffee all at one time. Tonight, ten thirteen, 13 I heated the coffee. I was going to something him and break my record oh fool him I was going to fool him and break my record and sat down to drink it and write to you well by the name of my sainted great aunt Mildred Matilda if the little ugly boy <laughs> didn't wake up and shout "Mama" in a sleepy undertone <laughs> curse the luck <laughs> Drink me a cup of coffee at one time if two have to uh, uh, drown Howard in it. So there. (laughs) He is so cute, though. He can walk right grand now. He walked the length of the house, and he walks without us telling him, walk to mama. He doesn't quite get his balance yet, and he holds one arm out in front kind of, and goes along. You should see him trying to dance like me and Daddy. He tries to kick his leg out and all. We are making what Daddy used to so fondly tell us, a complete ass of him. But really, it is hard not to spoil him, and he is really smart. He will be another bud. (laughs) (laughs) Even in his way bud is lovable, a lovable soul. Spring has something to type and fool the heck out of all us summer clothes and makers and wearers. Uh, Mama got her a permanent wave. Ho, ho, does she look pretty? She didn't have it cut, just waved in front. Tonight, Janie took her out to supper in the movie. Janie is really lonely since Ditto left. But then aren't all of us. Aunt Frances had a stroke. I know if she kept on complaining, something awful would happen to her. Uncle J.W. wrote to Daddy about it. He seems pretty well resigned to his fate. I hope I don't grow into a nagging old wife if I ever get to be a wife again. <laughs> Bud writes that he is on the old proverbial ball. You and he are most uncomplaining two little soldiers I ever heard of. In fact, I would go so far as to say Bud practically loved the army life. Now I must run along to bed, but first... I've got to sew some snaps on my new dress I'm going to wear for my date with Gregory Peck tomorrow at the cinema. (laughs) 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 Good night. Much love, Claire Mary.
0: Well, that's just the most awesome thing I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Heard in a long time. That's fascinating. Yeah,
1: so there's um, three or four letters from her. Uh, there's a lot of letters from his mother. Um, I did find a letter from Bud, and I think a letter from Bob. And then I just found a postcard, and I'm pretty sure it's from Harriet. Uh,
0: that was really cute. Well, th- thank goodness he kept those. That That's just precious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My parents had these boxes of stuff that went from Virginia to Houston then um, so we lived in a, a part of town um, before the Johnson Spacecraft Center opened uh, my father worked at a building in a place closer in town so we lived um, closer in town than most people who lived in uh, who worked at NASA
2: Right. and um So uh, then, after my dad's health got kind of bad, we moved
1: out to Clear Lake and we lived there, I think, six years before my father passed away. So those were my middle school and high school years. And then um, um, my mom and I moved to an apartment, then we moved to a duplex, then we moved to Uh, she moved a couple of times she moved back to Virginia then she moved back to Houston and anyway this trunk that had all of these letters was either at my mom's or at my house wherever I lived they went with her or with me so uh, when I finally got around to opening the trunk there were all these letters from when my dad was in the army so it's really cool
0: That's, that's really a treasure trove
1: yeah I also found all these letters that my mother swore to me that she had burned, but um, they're letters to them each back and forth. Yeah. Letters to my mom and from my dad and letters to my dad from my mom while while my dad was in Alabama going to college. So I'm going to go back and uh, read some of those and see if I can find out any more information. I doubt he's going to write any information to my mother
0: about Harper. <laughs> <laughs> <I> doubt it. <laughs> but you never know, so I'm going to go back. And, but the problem is,
1: is that a couple of letters that I did read were kind of sexy. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really want to read that from your
0: parents. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. I realized when I read this letter two years ago that
1: my mother had written it when I was like six or seven years old and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I haven't read any for a while, but uh, my intention is over the next few years to uh, start going through them. And,
0: wow. That's amazing.
1: Put them in order.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, I told my son, Benjamin, if he would do some of the research, that he and I could write a book about my dad, because he had
0: a really, really interesting wife. Yeah, y'all should do that. So, um, hopefully,
1: either we will write a book on the computer to share with everyone, or we will write a book to publish. We'll see.
0: Now, Benjamin's in, uh, uh, a journalistic type career, right? No, um.
1: Well, no, uh, Daniel,
0: my Daniel, oldest. Daniel, okay. He's a sports journalist. Yeah, then. yeah. He got a, a sports journalism degree from
1: University of Missouri. And uh, so he works for a television station called NBA TV, which is all about basketball.
0: Yeah. Now, so what does Benjamin do? He started up Yeah, what does Benjamin do? Benjamin,
1: Benjamin um, so he was working for a company and living in Atlanta uh, with his brother for a while but he uh, decided he wanted to pursue politics and yeah. um, he has a political science degree from the university of alabama and so um he um moved to houston and worked for a candidate who was running as a democrat for uh senate but
0: there were like 12 people in the running and he didn't make the runoff yeah and so um he was about to get another
1: job with another candidate when COVID hit so, now he's kind of uh, actually thinking about uh, and studying for possibly going to law school in about
0: a year. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, there's no end to politics. I'm sure there's a career there if he's still interested after we find a vaccine. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, I don't know where his uh, life will take him, but I think that politics will be a part of it because he's always been interested in that. the so cool anyway i like following your girls
0: and their girls That's well you know girls. yeah girls 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 uh, you know it's it's interesting i take a million pictures of them and sometimes i i worry about uh my effect on the internet <laughs> uh of posting all these pictures but uh i was talking to one of uh, my brother's former wife Paulette, yeah. do you know right. Paulette? Uh-huh. Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, and uh, I was telling is, her about. Is she po- Gina's mother? That's right. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I was telling her about you know posting all these old pictures and and keeping her in the loop because she's still a dear family friend and um uh, right. uh, she suggested that I well. She remarked that wouldn't it be great to get all these memories down before we all go because, uh, you know, the, the stems all but Aileen have moved on and now uh, our generation is getting on up there. So uh, right. it, right. it it kind of prompted me to go ahead and uh, get some of this written down or, or posted or something. Maybe my children or grandchildren be interested or... Or who knows, they they may not.
1: <laughs> it's kind of interesting because um, since I have boys, I kind of thought maybe they weren't really that interested and don't want a lot of the old memory things. Yeah. As they get older, they, their interest becomes more peaked, and then um, I know Ben told me that he um, did ancestry for a while and. That he found out a lot about my family but he didn't know a lot about his father's family uh-huh and because of uh uh covid my husband's cousins who live uh from philadelphia to san francisco um and there's probably about um, there's probably about nine of them ten of them um, they all get together the first thursday of the month and with my father-in-law my husband's father is 98 years old wow and so uh Benjamin has actually sat down and listened to some of the stories and one of Mike's oldest cousins will talk about um where his dad's um family grew up in Brooklyn and Melvin will fill in he's still sharp as a tack and he'll fill in oh yeah the house was next to so-and-so's and and then we did this and we did that and so um it is really interesting and someday kids will be interested
0: in what yeah. happened with their previous generation. Yeah. Well let let me ask you one last question about Harper Lee. Uh okay. and and that is uh it was after this all came out in, in our family, my mother was saying that uh Uh, Maybe some of the color, some of the descriptive color in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird may have uh, been influenced by some of the things that happened in uh, the family, in in the Gibbons family there. That's right. Um,
1: I've I've heard that. um, I remember Doria saying something about the shooting of the dog was something Granddaddy Gibbons did. Yeah. And... um, I remember Aileen was very upset because she stole these stories and put them in her book. But Annie, Bob, and I had a discussion about it, and I mean, journalists steal stuff from people all the time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's not like they're stealing it; they're just using
0: it. That's and right. So, um, my brothers both have written the stories, and they've probably taken
1: information from what people have said um, and other, you know, parts of their lives. Oh right yeah. Yeah. That's just the way uh, people who write books do. I, I really wish that I could write a book. I, I hope to someday at least write a historical diary of uh, my family's life, but um, uh, I'm much a better editor than I am a writer. So, um, but I do know that writing is a mixture of your own experiences as well as the experiences of people from
0: around you. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't have any facts about it. Oh no,
0: I I wouldn't I, want. To... I think I think that's the lore, and I think it's probably true some of it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to purport to write down any facts. I wouldn't want Harper Lee's uh, estate to come after me. This is all family lore. It's like in my uh, in in my father's lineage supposedly there's some, uh, you know, Native American uh, heritage. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, we did some Ancestry.com, and, you know, we never found any uh, link to any kind of Native American heritage. So those kind of stories... On either side of the family? No, not on either side of the family. Wow. Do do you know anything I don't know? I
1: just know that I always heard that... uh, uh, my dad, your mother's father, had American Indian in him. That's
0: what I always heard. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I it, I'm not a real good researcher. I'm a mathematician by trade, but uh, right. I never when I went through Ancestry, I didn't find anything like that. And uh, my sister Susie uh, actually knew a professional uh, Ancestry researcher uh Uh who who traced her back to you know the daughters of the revolution so she could become a dar member and uh she she didn't find anything
1: interesting
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah um i definitely could be a dar uh from my mother's side
0: too because she's uh first family of virginia oh wow
1: but, um, you know, I, I think that um, uh, our, our family's story is not um, totally unique, but I think that the fact that they all stayed really close and, um, and just really, really cared about each other and uh-huh. have um, a really wonderful—I know from my own standpoint, um, I have a, a, a mother from Virginia and a father from Alabama— but they raised me that everyone is equal and not to be um prejudiced for any for any reason of anybody and i feel really proud about
0: that. Yeah, that's something that that i spoke to my siblings about is you know, we were raised in the deep deep south and none of us uh have any inclination toward uh any kind of racist belief. We're all uh Right. You know, very accepting of diversity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky. I worked at a nature center for 26 years, and then I got let go because we had a director who decided to, quote, go in a different direction. She just didn't really like me. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, I thought I wasn't ever going to work again, but I ended
0: up getting this job, and it's uh, called the Episcopal Health Foundation. Right, I saw that. And they are a fantastic place.
1: And um, so basically what we do is we teach, we we provide training through other... um, entities, contracts that we have with other entities, non-profits, um, to uh, teach congregations and community centers um, how to um, discuss racism and poverty and mental health um, with their um, congregations and their people. And I'm just so proud to be a part of that. And I'm so lucky that I I had the views formulated before I got there.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> exactly' We're,
1: uh, oh uh, one other thing I wanted to tell you
0: yeah your
1: father was really really special and he and I just sort of migrated towards each other at the family reunions I think part of it was because he was kind of an outlaw and I was uh, an outlaw and that I was in the family on the given side but i didn't really know very many people right so uh we talked a lot he told me about his um i
2: think he did motorcycle trips yeah and um you know he talked about his
1: kids and um and just um he was so so sweet and the thing that made me mad was no one ever told me he died
0: oh and
1: i don't even know when it was that i found out what year did he die
0: 1988.
1: 88 so that makes sense because um, I remember I didn't I lived in California from 87 to 90 so I didn't go to the family reunion for like you know two or three years in a row
0: yeah and um, and when I went back and I
1: found out he died I was shocked and I was so upset because no one had told me because he was such a sweetheart I just loved him I just wanted you to know that he I don't know how he was as a dad or you know, as a as an husband, but I do know that he was really,
0: really sweet to me. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You know, my memories of my dad are are all positive. Uh, he he uh, loved his children. He, you know, Howard uh, was a stepchild, but he loved yeah, Howard see. just as much as all the rest of us. He mm-hmm. never treated him anything other than a son. And, um... Uh, you know, he was occasionally uh, rough on us. He gave us some pretty hard spankings. Oh, uh, sure. My dad beat the
1: crap out of me because I made some deeds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell <laughs> you Your that... of mine is going to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that my father uh, only told me he loved me one time in my life. Uh, I had, in high school, I had stayed out. Uh, longer than I should and he explained that he was worried about me and uh, I don't know if he punished me or not but he wanted me to know that he loved me even though he was disappointed in me Uh, and so you know he he uh, he was an office worker he worked hard every day uh, and came home and and you know relaxed so he wasn't really a participatory father a lot but I never felt unloved at any time so I have nothing but fond memories of my father
1: yeah yeah my father worked 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 I mean uh, there was always a uh, moonshot or you know there was always something going on uh, in NASA and then they worked in the newspaper when we were real little um, you know there was always deadlines and this and that but, but I also think that it was a generation I think our parents' generation was raised by people who were non-demonstrative in the first place. Um, I think um, every generation that's come um, has, I don't know, as as far as my husband and myself, um, we have a hard time like, you know, holding hands or being um, demonstrative ourselves, but we made sure that we're that way with our kids
2: and we still hug and kiss our kids even though they're dirty and they're boys.
1: I think it's, you know, it, it, it started with our grandparents who weren't very, um, you know, demonstrative of, of their love and affection. Yeah. And it, it kind of worked its way down, but I think every generation we get better.
0: <laughs> well, I hope so. I I hug my grandchildren just 24 hours a day if I could.
1: I know I would be. I have grand dogs
0: and I, I hug them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But, um,
1: but, yeah, I, I hope one day I'll have grandkids and I will be able to
0: love them and hug them as much as anybody. Well, I hope so, too, because they are a real joy. Yep. Oh, gosh, and yours are so adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Beginning with Savannah. Now, I
1: love the relationship that, um, that our kids have. Savannah's a lot younger than Ben and Daniel, but they still keep in touch. I know... Um, Thanksgiving, I went to um, the week before Thanksgiving, I went to Atlanta to spend a few days with Daniel, and he and I he had gotten a new car, and it was like, it's a Lexus sports car kind of thing, and I said, let's go for a drive. He said, okay, so we
0: drove up to Chattanooga and went to Elizabeth's restaurant. Oh, I I can't tell you how much she appreciated that. That was just the highlight of her week or month. She just loved that. Well, the part I loved was
1: Uh, Daniel texted
2: Savannah and said, what are you doing in
1: 45 minutes? Or maybe it was like an hour and a half or whatever
0: it was. But whatever Google said, it would take us to get there. (laughs) If you can get to uh, Chattanooga from Atlanta in 45 minutes, you are (laughs) flying. Yeah, it was
1: probably an hour. It was probably 95 minutes. It was
0: probably an hour and a half. Yeah.
1: Along and has new car. Yeah.
0: It is amazing how accurate those apps can be. I
1: know. I know. But it's wonderful how the kids have gotten um, kept in touch. And I'm hoping to get the word out to everyone
0: because I, I don't know that everyone knows um, that we're going to be having these um, Zoom calls this week for the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, I hate Facebook, but if not for Facebook, I don't think we'd know about stuff like that.
1: Right. That's right. So, anyway, well, I enjoyed the chat and the interview, and
0: we'll thank, hope we can do it another time. Yeah, thank you so much. That, that was just unbelievably fascinating, hearing my mother's letter. Just unbelievable.
1: Well, there's a couple more, and I'll try to get them recorded and uh, get
0: them to you. And um, if not, I'll definitely bring them to you at the next reunion. All right. Well, thanks so much.
1: All right, John. Take
0: care. Tell everybody I said hello. You too. Love you. All
2: right. Bye-bye. Love you
1: too. Bye-bye.